What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Skate Church Movement Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Baker, and today with me is Alex Corey. What's up? So if you wouldn't mind sharing with us a little bit of your connection to skate ministry, I know you very well, but the people don't, so... Yeah, so past year I've been here at Ride Nature as an intern, actually a little longer than a year now, but um, it's been super fun just getting to use my passion of skating to connect with people, just to know Christ. Uh, I have a little experience uh, outside the States. Uh, I was in East Asia a couple years back, and we were doing like a campus evangelism type of mission trip, because where we were, it was more of a closed country, so we had to be more cautious. So we did more like campus evangelism stuff because a lot of the students there knew how to speak English and they're more open to talking about various cultural differences and uh, just made like really good opportunity to share the gospel maybe could. I just so happened to bring my skateboard when I went over there, uh, just hoping I might be able to find a crew that I could skate with. And I got super lucky that the campus that was there had uh, a skate club and there was mostly just flat ground skating. There was like one really good opportunity where they invited me to go skate around town. And it was one of the best times of my life. I really worried the rest of my group because my phone died. No. And I was having such a good time. I just forgot about it. But oh, it was gosh, sweet, dude. dude. <laughs> uh, we went from different skate parks. And it was kind of odd at first because every skate park we went to was out in the public. But they were all closed. And so it was this weird thing where... God was like closing these doors of different areas and skate spots we were going to. We were unable to skate and we eventually went to an indoor park that was also closed and under construction, but the mini ramp in the back was open. It was in the middle of some like parking garage. But because of this, no one was at the skate park. We were able to get in for free, which was super nice. Oh. But it made the opportunity where I was able to have like more in-depth spiritual conversations with the skaters I was with and able to share the gospel and talk more about Christ. So it was just sweet seeing like, even with all these doors that were closed, God like was still able to open the door and create a safe space where I was able to share more news about him. And then you got home and found out you were in trouble because no one knew where you were for the whole day. Yeah, yeah. by the time it hit 11 p.m. and I got back. Oh no, 11 p.m.? Uh, definitely worried the guys didn't even think about it until as soon as I opened the door to where we were staying. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is, uh, that's unfortunate, but also fortunate because you really got to use your skateboard. Like we mentioned all the time here on the Skate Church Movement podcast, you got to use your tool, that gift of skateboarding as a way to bridge the gap and sharing the gospel and, and really welcoming the kingdom on earth, which is really cool to hear that. And I feel like that, that transitions super well into the topic that we're covering today, which is what is Christ's call to us? This Devo was written by Ben Wenrick, a friend of Derek's, actually. Um, I think he created Freedom Skateboards. You got to lead on this at one of the skate parks here in Southwest Florida. Tell me about your experience in doing that. Yeah, so I led this Devo at Eagle Skate Park, which is in Cape Coral. And the unique thing about this park is there's a huge scooter presence, which is fine by me, but... You know, might have a different answer if you talk to other skaters. Yeah, there's definitely a huge, huge bias against scooter kids yeah. for the most part in skating communities. You, will, The amount of times I hear, dang, that scooter kid come up at a skate park is every single time there's a scooter kid. I feel bad for it, but okay, one time, Alex, the, I was at the skate park and one of these kids, we had pizza with us and I was like, hey man, you want a slice? And he was like, wait, for free? And I was like, yeah, dude, feel free to have a, have a slice. We're about to do Bible study. You can join us too. And he, his response to that was literally man, I think I might stop snaking you guys today. That was his response. I was like, I knew it was intentional. But sorry, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. But yeah, yeah. So even though there's this big presence of scooter kids, I want to really focus this on 
and open up with a more relatable question that could be answered from both the scooters and skaters. Okay. So when talking about Christ's call, I opened up with saying, if you had to pick any company to be sponsored by, who would it be and why? Scooter Kids said a whole list of names. I recognized like none of them. So, so then what was your connection in using the sponsorship? So uh, talking about the sponsorship, the whole point that I was getting to at it was what all do you have to do? Like what responsibilities come with being sponsored by specific companies? You ride specific boards or scooters if you ride scooters or you enter contests repping their different clothing brands or or whatever responsibilities come with it and connecting it to how uh, we as followers of Christ represent Christ and get to represent Christ in this world. Okay, that's a really interesting take because you have to really commit to a lifestyle for the company that you're representing in skateboarding and scootering, whatever sport that it may be. If you're on Ruka, for example, like you've got to really hit the requirement of being that either surfer, very surfer chill aesthetic, or being a concrete surfer if you are a skateboarder. Like you need to look like you have that flow with them. And same for Zero. Like whenever you think of Zero, you immediately think of the brand. Like you think of the skull that is on the t-shirt. You think of monochromatic colors, maybe hints of red for that blood aesthetic that they have. But each company, like they really do have an aesthetic that really calls them out to be. And then as soon as you mention if you are a Christian, there's so many different labels that, that get associated whenever you think of that as well. I was asking the guys at the skate park what they think it means if you're a Christian. You have some people thinking you have to be a pastor if you're a Christian. Like that's the only thing that you can be called to do in your life is to go preach the gospel, which isn't necessarily wrong, but I think there's more to it and that people get scared of committing to a life filled with Christ because they think that they have to look like you or me where we go to a skate park every single week and we get people in the word. When in reality, I think there's a little bit more to the idea of sharing the gospel with people because if we're going to not dumb it down a little bit, but go back to the basics and sharing of what is Christ's call to us, I think it's more than just a vocation. I think it's more than just a job that we have. It's something that's a little bit more universal to an extent that connects each and every one of us to what that call fulfills, which I think is connected to the great commandment. Yeah, I think it's awesome just how uh, as long as we have the core aspect of love that's displayed out in the great commandment, Christ just provides an opportunity of different ways that we're able to carry that out. So the great commandment is, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And the second is like it, you shall love your neighbor as yourself, which you can find in Matthew 22, 36 through 39. But I think it's neat just how love is at the core of everything that we do. And that's, that's ultimately what Christ's call is. And I love the second part where it says, and a second is like it, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. So when I th- hear this, I immediately think of being at Cape Park and skating with all the scooter kids. Yeah. Dude, even, even the ones that literally intentionally snake you and you have to bribe them with pizza to not do it. Christ calls us to love them as well. And on more like serious notes, just people in life that do not care for you at all, that make life difficult for you. Christ still calls us to love each other regardless of people's past, regardless of personalities, regardless of mindsets. Christ ultimately just calls us to love everyone as yourself. Anxiety, depression, it dominates a lot of us and it's more spoken about today that whenever we think of this whole idea of we have to love ourselves to love other people. That in itself is already countercultural to today's age because we always think that we have to put others before us. But in reality, you can't help someone else 
unless you've truly helped yourself. And in reality, you have to admit that you can't even be the one helping yourself. That's fully Christ's job to do. Like you have to surrender yourself and realize, oh, all of this weight that I'm carrying on my back, I don't need to carry any of it and I needed to give it up. And then whenever I see my friends who are carrying that same weight, to encourage them to let go of that. And like, that's really all that it takes to begin loving your neighbor as yourself, I think. Like, that's a simple start to do that, to accomplish this commandment. There's a fine line between, you know, selfishly loving yourself and caring for yourself to be able to help others. Like, if you're drowning with someone, you can't help someone else from drowning if you're in the same boat. Yeah, like whenever you're in a plane, whenever you're in a plane, it says make sure that if, if it's going down, make sure you put your oxygen mask on before you put on the one of your child's beside you. And that goes against every instinct we have. We're like, no, save the baby. But in reality, you can't save the baby if you're currently being hurt and are incapable of doing so. Exactly. And it's so relieving that that Christ is, is what you can fall back on and what we're called to fall back on for jesus came to be that you know literal savior um right we don't have to worry about taking the bullet for people because that's literally what christ did it's not our job to take the bullet for someone else which i say that not trying to to be like don't get in the way of of like any of these tragic things still step into them because that's how you rightfully love your neighbor but realize that it's not to glorify yourself in any case like this which i see a lot of the time in the church today we see them do like great homeless ministry maybe um, we see them do a lot of things for the public to try and help out but a lot of the times we also see the negative side effects of it whenever we think of christian churches you'll hear a lot of kids who do not think of these verses of loving the lord your god with all your heart soul and mind and loving your neighbor as yourself a lot of the times we think of more scary things of people who are condemning of others and we'll put and we'll put people down and we don't see the actual love that comes from from this we see more of that tough love and that's what we have to deal with but i don't think it's that sure there's there's room for tough love and things but it's not calling us this great commandment this golden rule that we've lived by since we were kids is not saying love your neighbor as yourself if it's straight up saying love your neighbor as yourself that's it and it, it continues to say right after that, like, these are the laws that the prophets live by. That's how it caps it. It's not saying if they are following these rules, if they are tithing this much, if they are changed their lives completely to follow it. No, you love them regardless where they are at. And that's what is really the theme of Jesus' life that we saw was who he was spending his time with, the broken, the, the sick, the people who are cast away, the people who should have been stoned for their acts of, of what they would consider like trees and things that they did against the laws, but Jesus spent his time with them. He truly loved them in the midst of the sin that they lived in to try and lift them up because that is who Jesus is. That is who he is calling us to be like. And it reminds me of, I, I love the, but I love the picture frame that's on your desk that has uh, love thy neighbor and then throws different adjectives in front of it. So say, love thy homeless neighbor, love thy gay neighbor, and has a bunch of different ones that just keeps going on. And I think it's super interesting just looking at Jesus's life, just how you said how completely countercultural. He doesn't go to the top religious leaders. He goes to the outcasts of society, the people that are truly broken, who are in need of a savior, and whose pride isn't getting in the way of actually reaching out and, you know, trusting their entire lives on Christ. 
Yeah, and that that calls back to this recent art piece that uh, that we saw from one of the other escape ministries, and in regards to this the scripture about Jesus leaving uh, the ninety nine for the one, and it's a group of guys at a skate park, and it's Jesus over on the half pipe handing a skateboard to a scooter kid. Like even if we, it's not that our goal is to try and convert scooters to skateboarding, but it's our goal to include them in on what we're doing calling back to you making sure that the scooters had something to relate to in the illustrations we often forget that whenever we go to that skate park whenever we lead we just use our typical skating illustration that we're comfortable with that we know and we stick to what's comfortable and safe to us instead of making that next step into that aspect of truly loving our neighbor inviting them into the conversation because having something like that immediately their eyes were focused in on it they all wanted to add to the conversation they wanted to listen to you after you brought that up because they had a part in the conversation. They had stakes in it to an extent. And because of that, they got to hear the gospel. They got to hear why Christ did all of these things and why we should love others just the same way that he loved all of us. God also calls us to make steps afterwards. Our foundation is in that love that he gave us, but then we also have the great commission, which I'm not gonna go fully into, But the Great Commission, if you don't know, is therefore go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am always with you to the end of the age. Right there, it's telling us to obey the commands that I have given. That initial command is that love. And we use that love to go out and make these disciples to speak, not just to the skateboarders, to the scooter kids at the skate park. So then going back to your what you brought up about uh, when you went to Asia, you didn't speak the language. You were the one who was the outcast in this area, but because you were willing to spend some time skating with them, they invited you to go skating with them later, opening the door for you to actually begin this conversation to then continue what comes next after that foundation of love. You spent the time loving them in the way that they needed it, which was through skateboarding. And because of that, a door was open for you to share the gospel. So if we're not using love as the key focus, we can get lost in the way that we're trying to achieve making the gospel more of, of like a marketing plan where we're trying to find the ways to, to knock it down, to share people. I've shared the gospel with this many people. I've done this many good things. That's not what it's about. It's that genuine love that transforms you so that everything you do is making disciples by the love that you've given them from the love that was given to you by God himself. So overall, God just calls us to share his love with others wherever we are and to make them known, whether that be uh, in a workplace that you're at, skating at the skate park or scootering at the skate park. But as long as love is at the core and especially God's love is at the core, then we are doing what Christ has called us to do. Thank you. That really sums it up really nicely, Alex. I appreciate your time being here with us today. Uh, If you guys want to connect with us anymore, feel free to check us out on social media or through our website, skatechurchmovement.com. And I'd love to hear more and continue this conversation further to talk about what Christ's call is in our life. Until next time, keep pushing forward.